everyone and welcome back to our golden 20s. My name is Tegan and I'm here with Sadie. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back. And uh, this week it, we are talking about something that we're really excited about, uh, being a woman in the workplace. Obviously something that both of us relate to. We've had our ups, we've had our downs. But before we hop into that, we thought it might be fun to do a Tuesday 10, but themed around at-home office essentials, because we know a lot of you listeners are currently working from home. We thought we'd share the things in our lives that make it a little better. Yeah, and honestly, anytime I can theme anything, I do it. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, let's theme the Tuesday 10 to the workplace episode, I'm here for it. I can start with my five things um, before Tegan jumps into hers. So my at-home like work setup is honestly not that great. And I've been like doing this obviously since last March, like everyone else. And I don't know why it's not better, but I'll tell you some things that do help me throughout my work day. So number one thing is having a cute water bottle. (laughs) And I know this sounds so dumb, but I find like obviously drinking water through the day is super important, but I've found like I get really worked up about work stuff, which I'm sure you're going to obviously catch on to throughout this episode (laughs) as I get like super passionate talking about work. Um, But I find like drinking water like aggressively through the day, like a Mm -hmm. lot of water helps like keep my anxiety down through the workday. So that is like number one thing on my desk. And I find just having water in a cute water bottle makes me drink more water. Mm -hmm. So that is number one. Number two and three are actually kind of standard, but they're very new to me. So (laughs) I just got like the wooden phone holder from Ikea. So my phone can just like stand upright so I can see it rather than just laying on my desk. So 10 out of 10 recommend that. And then I also just got an acrylic riser for my computer. So when I was in the office, I had two monitors and my laptop, but just how the whole work from home situation came up, I was like on vacation and then never went back to the office after coming home from vacation. So I never got a chance to grab my monitors from the office. So right now I'm just working off (laughs) my laptop, which is very brutal, but I'm making it work. So I've just like literally, I think like the acrylic riser is more for monitors, but I'm using it for my whole laptop right now. And I find it's already, it's like very new. I've only had it for a week or two and I already like, I feel myself like less slouched over, like leaning forward. So I'm really loving that. And then I'm also loving, and this is classic Sadie is (laughs) every type of stationery I can possibly have, you can find it on my desk. So of course that includes like my agenda and, you know, just like sticky notes, but I always have a rolling to-do list notepad Mm -hmm. where I just write down tasks for the day. And then like, yeah, mine has like check boxes so I can check those Mm -hmm. off as I tackle my to-do list. But I have like one to-do list notepad just for work tasks. And then I use my agenda for like personal tasks. Right. And then Last thing on my list, this isn't really something on my desk, but something that I look forward to or adds, I guess, a little like joy to my every work day. I subscribe to the Newsette Daily Email and it's just like a newsletter for, I think they are like newsletter for ambitious women or something (laughs) like that. But they just basically give you like a daily email every morning and it's just like some top news headlines, product releases. Like it's very much catered to like millennial women. But I love it. Like I find out information just like they write it in a very like quirky way where if you're someone who likes to read the news, you're probably not going to love this newsletter. (laughs) But if you're someone like me who doesn't read the news and you wish you knew what was going on in the world, you'll love this because it's just so like quirky and sassy, but you get, you know, the gist of what's going on. And then if there's anything that piques your interest, obviously you can just like Google those particular topics a little bit more in depth outside of the email. So I recommend that to everyone. And even if it's not the news at like maybe look into some sort of daily email, if it's like industry related, you know, things going on in what your industry or just like technology updates, whatever, or if it's like the New York Times or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. try to find something to subscribe to. There's a really good newsletter I subscribe to called The Gist. And it is 
Toronto created, I think. I feel like they're maybe not in Toronto anymore, but it's women writing sports news for other women. Yes. And it's very much like, it's kind of like hard to get into sports as an adult woman because it's so male-centered and a lot, like, it feels weird to ask men about it because... It feels like a club you basically can't get in. So they like explain the really, really top line items of like each sport and they explain like how you pronounce the player's name. Like I subscribed to it um, when I first started watching basketball with my husband because I was like, I have no idea what's going on. So they explain like, oh, they're playing for this kind of trophy and this is how many games. And yeah, so it's a good one. I love that. Yeah, I follow them on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it keeps me like so relevant because like you're saying, (laughs) Keg, like sports and we're going to get into the whole like boys club, but the boys club at the workplace, like it just helps me just like by following the gist on social. I'm like, okay, I'm tapped into like what's going on where Mm -hmm. I can like at least hold a conversation when we're talking about sports. And I'm not just some classic woman who's like ignorant to the whole topic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So love that. Love that tip. But those are my five things. So, take what are your five? Awesome. Mine, I feel like, are maybe less fun. <laughs> so That's okay. Yeah. More practical. I'll, I won't say less fun, yeah. but more practical. So, the first thing is a second monitor, which, sorry, Sadie, I know that you are parted yes. from yours. But I feel like if you are working from home, it makes it so much easier. Like, it just makes your life so much easier, and you can get ones that are really, really cheap. Especially, like, if you're not doing graphic design or video editing, like, just get a really cheap one. I use my iPad for a little bit. Yeah, like, they have them for, like, a hundred bucks or something on Amazon, and then it's just, like, perfect. But okay. Yeah, take this might not be fun, but you're already influencing me. I'm <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to order that tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dream of being an influencer is buy a second monitor. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah. My second tip is to buy an actual mouse because, That's um, good. yeah, when you're using a trackpad, it's really hard on your hands and mm-hmm. can be like really deadly. And so I have an actual mouse and it makes a huge difference. I find especially for like right clicking and stuff, because then I like if you're just using your keypad, at least on Mac, you like have to use your left hand and it just I find it's more like ergonomic. So that's another thing you can get for really, really cheap and you can get cute ones. And yeah, I also had a phone holder on my list. Mine is like a phone holder slash charger because my phone Mm -hmm. dies really quickly but I like it because your phone's kind of up so if you get notifications you can kind of see them it's not like buzzing against your desk and you always know where your phone is so yeah that's a good one one thing that I just bought is a ring light that suctions onto the back of my computer so that in my zoom calls I'm gonna look snatched so uh (laughs) that is something I love that that's yeah yeah how extra I am and then I also had having like a nice planner I have one that's kind of structured where like each day has a section and you have a part to just write stuff and a part to do a checklist because sometimes I find Mm. if it's just like a blank area I like don't write in it I need like put your to-dos here so I yeah I really like that and so literally every morning as soon as I log in I like write my checklist and I write my meetings on the left and I'm good to go yeah I love that I feel like that's good and like obviously our listeners can't see us but every time we record I just said this to Tegan right before we started recording this time is like she looks so like professional over there she's got her headphones on I see her workspace and like she has her monitors so I don't know Teg I think your tips are like 10 out of 10. Thanks. I feel like we sound very official. Right? (laughs) Like sometimes it feels like I'm like, uh, I feel like maybe this is a very generic woman issue, but I feel like it's like I'm pretending that I work. Like it's like, I'm like tricked people. So now I'm just like pretending and now Mm. this is my life. But uh, we sounded like real working ladies there. (laughs) We really did. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to do a super quick other section of life and listener updates. 
literally last episode, I believe, I said I didn't have a job, but now I have a job, so yay! yay. <laughs> I felt like it should be mentioned in the working episode, so you're not like, girl, what yeah. are you talking about? You don't even have a job. I got a job, so <laughs> you can trust me. <laughs> and we also wanted to shout out uh, one of our listeners who has been DMing us for advice for a while, and she just got a job. And she said, like, she yes. just had her first day and she loved it. So congrats to her. Yeah. And she was, like, moving into, like, her first agency role. So yeah. we are so pumped for her um, as she takes on, like, a whole new kind of career change. Yeah. So exciting. And thank you for uh, sharing your win with us. That's exciting. Yeah. It is exciting. And honestly, we want... All the DMs, guys. We want to celebrate yeah. everybody's wins. So please feel free to reach out to us at any time on Instagram, especially um, at yeah. our golden 20s. We are here to listen to your work rants, to <laughs> give you work advice, to, you know, just chat things out with you and celebrate your wins for sure. Mm -hmm. So speaking of work, <laughs> uh, let's dive into the main topic. Yes. Working okay. women. Sounds good. I wanted to start with just like some cold hard facts because I feel like maybe some people listening aren't yet working mm -hmm. and maybe haven't like experienced this. And for me, when I first started my like my full-time career, I worked with a lot of women and I honestly didn't even really think like sexism in the workplace really existed. Like right. I was like, it's 2021. Well, it wasn't 2021 <laughs> at the time, but you know, it's 2021. What do you mean women yeah. are still not treated equally in the workplace? Like I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. So I found a few articles and I just wanted to throw out some facts before we kind of dive into like our personal experiences and then also, we want to like use this episode to, yeah, basically just chat through our experiences and also provide advice um, mm -hmm. as much as we can and just try to like pump each other up because I think as women, working women, that is all you need sometimes. It's just a girl gang to get you hyped about life. Yeah. So the first fact that I found interesting and very hard to believe is that these are all US stats, by the way. I'm sorry, sure. but hopefully, you know. We can relate to this in Canada. <laughs> so women in the U.S. make up nearly half of the entry-level workforce, but they only make up one-fifth of the C-suite. Mm. So that would be your CEOs, your CFOs, your COOs, CMOs, you know, like your senior executive leadership team. Only one-fifth of the U.S. like C-suites are women, mm. even though women are nearly half of the entry-level workplace. So, so crazy. Nearly 60% of bachelor's and master's degrees are awarded to women, suggesting that there's no shortage of qualified women entering the workplace. They're just having a hard time getting to the top. Right. Right? Like we said, they're half of them are, they make up half the entry-level workforce, but they just can't get promoted and, mm -hmm. you know, work their way up the same way as men. So today, for every 100 men promoted and hired to a manager position, only 72 women are promoted and hired for the same role. Hmm. And for women of color, that's even lower. So for Latino women, it's just 68 Latino women per every 100 men and 58 black women for every 100 men. So crazy. Yeah. And then I think all of this, though, is just to say that women aren't less qualified or less ambitious, right? Like mm -hmm. we are getting educated. We make up over half of the bachelor and master degrees that are being like handed out every year. Not handed out. That's a bad way to say it. But like, you know, we're <laughs> graduating. We're year. getting yeah. qualified. Yes, earned. Thank you. <laughs> but we're just not being taken care of in a workplace or fostered in a workplace where we're able to grow to our biggest or our greatest potential. Mm -hmm. So I just think that comes through, at least in my day-to-day, -day, I see this all the time. And Tag, I'm sure you can relate, mm -hmm. um, even though we work in like different industries. And for me, something that I value so much at work, and I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or if it's just because 
I don't know, my personality type or something, but I so value mentorship Mm -hmm. and I value leadership. So when we see that women aren't progressing in the workplace the same way as men are, and they're often stuck in these entry-level roles, that means there's a lack of women in decision-making positions and there's a lack of women who are mentors and who are those like leaders. And it's just really hard to then shape that unbiased or sorry that unconscious bias towards women in the workplace mm-hmm. when women aren't you know able to make change they can't make change and then it just is a vicious cycle yeah definitely i feel like there have been times when i've been in a meeting of 15 people and it'll be like halfway through and i'll realize like i am the only woman in this meeting yeah like those statistics are bad but um, yeah. I also wanted to say I, I read this great quote today that I pulled up just because I know we have some male listeners and I know some people when confronted with the fact that they have a privilege, that's kind of hard to like wrap your head around because obviously totally. like there are men who work hard in the workplace and there are men who deserve, 100%. you know, things. But the quote was from Marie Beachman and it is privilege isn't the presence of perks and benefits. It's the absence of obstacles and barriers. That's a lot harder to notice. If you have had a hard time recognizing your privileges, focus on what you don't have to go through. Let that fuel your empathy and action. And I love that because... It's, I feel like it's hard sometimes to think like, well, yeah, these men aren't just like handed a CEO position. Well, maybe some are, but it's the fact that they do not have the same barriers to get there that women do. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to go into some of the barriers right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So good, Tag. I love that quote because it's so true. And it like, obviously it doesn't have to just apply to gender. Like it applies, Sadie and I are both white. So that applies to us there. Exactly. And we're both cisgendered, you know. It's just a good perspective, I think, to carry on. 100%. Awesome. So maybe we can kind of shift that using that quote mm-hmm. to say how women have to work harder to prove themselves in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Because there are, you know, certain things that like you're saying we're not saying that all men are lazy and don't work hard like that Mm -hmm. is not our intent with this episode at all we're just saying you know there are a lot of barriers that women have to overcome and I find so when I started my career I was in the fashion industry and my teams were primarily women and at least like my immediate teams were and then when I moved from my first job to my second job my boss was a woman and like actually our entire like pretty much our entire leadership team, so of all departments, were women as well. Mm-hmm. So I, like you, Teg, I, when I came to my most recent job, all of a sudden I was very aware when I was the only woman in a meeting. Yeah. And I found it so interesting how people wouldn't even like really address me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I understand it's because, you know, I'm not a manager or because my manager is in the room. So they're just going to kind of address him. At first, I was also, I was like very conscious of it. And I was like, well, maybe it's just because I'm new and like, you know, the other people who are presenting or who called this meeting don't exactly know what I do yet. You know, like I found so many ways to justify it. Mm-hmm. But I still to this day like get that vibe from a lot of the same people and especially in meetings with people outside of our company Mm -hmm. where you almost have to speak up and like prove yourself and then that's when they take you seriously and then that's when they'll start addressing you, asking for your opinions or you know, looking at you when they're talking because you've made your like presence known where I think that's like a classic case of us having to prove ourselves where men don't typically need to do that it's just oh you're a man in the room then you know like I'll talk to you I'll address you versus Mm -hmm. women not so much yeah like the amount of times walking into a room where I have to like force a man to shake my hand when he's shaking the hands of all the men that are there and then gets to me and like doesn't know what to do it's like yeah just shake my hand it's fine yeah (laughs) But and it's that's like little a common stuff like problem. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, why? Like, yeah. we're all in business here. We're all humans. We all know what a handshake is. Like- yeah, exactly. 
I already kind of hinted at this, but for me, I'm obviously people already know that I'm like very bold, passionate, like outspoken person. And I do have a lot of confidence. So anytime I'm in a meeting where that's kind of going on around me, like I have the confidence to speak up and voice my opinion any chance that I get because I want people to know like, hey, I'm here too and you can't ignore me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I think that takes a lot of obviously like confidence, but it takes experience as well. Like I think back to my first full-time job, that was definitely not the case for me then um, because I didn't really know what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But now I'm five years into my career. You know, when I first joined the company, like I said, I was still trying to like settle into my role. And I was like, maybe people just don't know who I am, what I do. And on that like same note, I was still trying to figure out what I did and how Mm -hmm. things, you know, work together, how people work together, the processes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But once, you know, I was settled into my role and people were having conversations that I could (laughs) contribute to, I made sure I did contribute. And I really encourage everyone to do the exact same thing. Even if you're not asked, if there's even if there's not even a break in the conversation, you know, like men don't typically wait for a break in the conversation. They just like start speaking when they have an idea. Mm-hmm. I think we as women have the exact same right and we need to do that. We can't just wait for other people to address us or ask us for our opinion. We need to make our presence known. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So and I think it kind of goes along this line. I found this other quote, and I think it was from one of those articles, is that men are typically hired based on the potential of what people believe they can do, where women are hired and promoted based on what they've already done or what they've already accomplished. So this is why I'm saying make sure you're, you know, making those accomplishments heard and whatnot because people aren't just looking at you being like oh we think she's got this like unfortunately we need to prove ourselves a little bit more Mm -hmm. (laughs) than just you know landing a job we need to be like no I actually know what I'm talking about right and I think it's a huge pain in the butt I'm even going through this in my like day-to-day at work right now is I have an idea I can see how great this idea is Mm -hmm. but nobody's really taking me seriously on it So I did all this work, you know, put together this whole presentation, presented it out. And now all of a sudden people are like, wow, I love this idea. And everyone's really excited about it. Right. But they didn't take me seriously until after I did the work and proved to them that it was worth time and like effort and whatnot. So that really resonated for me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I saved a quote from Sex in the City because obviously – This is kind of a theme that comes up a lot. They're all working women in that show. And this is a Samantha Jones quote where she says, a guy gets angry in a meeting. He's a pistol. A woman, she's emotional. So it's like the double standard. And there are so many um, double standards, I think, between working men and working women. I think about the way men present themselves. If a man comes to work in jeans, a t-shirt, and messy hair... He's perceived as like creative and modern and fun, whereas a woman who doesn't wear makeup is messy or tired. And I was reading that statistically women who wear makeup every day are wearing the equivalent to $8 worth of makeup every single day. So there is not only like this perceived difference, but there's a financial difference between the expenses in the way a woman has to present herself to just be perceived as like she's showing up to work compared to Mm -hmm. a man and I think it's even worse for plus-sized women especially when it comes to clothing and I feel like a lot of times women are kind of told to dull themselves down to match a more male office stereotype by like wearing suits and dull things and wearing black instead of like if you want to wear like bright pink every day you should just do it and that's not unprofessional you know totally I love I love that so much even though obviously I hate this at the same time (laughs) but the number of times you know where um yeah a guy shows up to a meeting and he's obviously looks very tired or like whatever and it's just like oh wow he's been working really hard so he hasn't gotten any sleep where it's like 
I show up to a meeting and look tired. People tell me that I look tired and like, yeah. are you okay? Like, you look tired. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. what the hell? And it's so funny because since I'm now very aware of that, I have this joke with my sister when – so I remember exactly how it started. When I turned 23, so this was two years ago, I started wearing concealer hmm. because I said to my sister, the bags under my eyes are just so crazy and it's just because I'm so, you know, I was like – and I still am very like tightly wound, especially about work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I just look so tired all the time and like, of course, it also stems from like people also telling me I look tired and whatnot so I was like I need to start wearing concealer and probably also around 23 I started drinking coffee like every single day Mm -hmm. so now my joke with my sister is that my two keys to success as a working woman are concealer and coffee because (laughs) with those two things people don't say anything to me Mm -hmm. I and because of that I feel more confident and I feel like I can literally tackle anything (laughs) I love that right and it's like yeah, like you said, though, Tag, it sucks to have to, like, if you're applying concealer every single day, you go through concealer pretty freaking fast. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel Where it's like, like men probably, yeah. Yeah, so they just, like, ahead. roll out of bed and are at the office. Like, the amount, especially, I yeah. work in a lot of creative fields, and the amount of men who wear, like, scuffed up sneakers, jeans that are, like, ripped in the crotch, and, like, a Kanye West t-shirt. Meanwhile, like, if a girl doesn't curl her hair perfectly, it's like, well, she's the issue in the office. It's just a huge double standard, which drives me crazy. Because I am definitely not a, like, makeup everyday type of gal. And, but you kind of feel like you have to if you're, like, working in an office. That's why the work for home's been swell. (laughs) But Yeah, uh, no kidding. Yeah, it's hard. It's so funny, actually. Yeah, and... Just, it's been so hot in Toronto the week that we're recording this and I don't have AC. So my apartment's just been like boiling. And obviously when you're sitting at your computer all day, you're even sweatier just from like working on your computer. So I literally said today at work, like if it's over 30 degrees, do not expect me to come on camera because (laughs) I do not want to have to adjust myself for looking this way. And I know I would have to. But again, this is just me being like an outspoken person being like, I'm not even going to put myself in that position and I'm going to let everyone know that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I feel like kind of being outspoken speaks to one point that is the way that you communicate with other people in your office kind of teaches them how they can treat you. Well, I feel like as you've been saying, like um, you come in confident and knowing that your thoughts and opinions are valid. And I think Mm -hmm. if you put your uh, points out there with that in mind, they are taken more seriously. Whereas a lot of women are kind of taught their whole lives to be more timid. And the more kind of insecure you are, I feel like the more advantage people take of you or the less likely they are to take you seriously. 100%. Like I was saying earlier, there's like this lack of like women leadership and Mm -hmm. uh, women mentorship. So if you are someone who's incredibly ambitious but you just don't really have the confidence. Um, I think that's something you should focus on because if people like Tegan saying feels like they can walk all over you, they're not going to be there, you know, vouching for you to get promoted Mm -hmm. or vouching for you to take on more, take on the next step. And if you have a hard time speaking up for yourself, then, you know, those opportunities aren't just going to magically fall in your lap. Mm -hmm. So I think it is definitely something that, everyone should kind of like assess, you know, is like, what is my confidence at work? And do I feel there's certain people that I'm more confident around that I'm not confident around? And why could that be? And then just, yeah, see how you can work on your confidence. And like I was saying earlier, and I think we've actually also mentioned this in a past episode, if it's just like a lack of confidence because you feel you have imposter syndrome mm-hmm. or you feel like you're just, you know, fake it till I make it, 
make sure you're like asking questions, getting context and like being curious, especially when you're first starting your career. So you can just like absorb all the information. So, you know, a few months or a few years into a role or into your career, you're going to see that over time with the more information you have, the more your confidence goes up because all of a sudden you're like, I felt like I was an imposter, but I know that the men in this room like that are having this discussion, some of them are saying the wrong thing. And I know that based on the experience and, you know, all the information I've absorbed up to this point in my career. So I feel naturally over time, at least I think that's how it happened for me, was that that confidence will come as you like get more educated in your specific role or your career as well. Mm-hmm. Did you find that at all, Take? Yeah, I think so. And I think something that like I have to do is remind myself like you were hired because you're good at this and the person who hired you saw that. Like it's not it's not more complicated than that. They hired you because they know you can do the job. So you have to accept that as fact and be like, okay, I can do this job. I need to get my confidence from that. Because Every job, so many people apply, they're not going to hire you for it if they don't think you can do it because they just want to make money. It's not. um, So I think that is also something that I think sometimes I need to be reminded of. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and definitely like the more experience, like obviously the first time you go in a meeting, maybe you're going to be scared and you don't want to talk and that's totally normal. It's just the taking the time to kind of build your confidence and understand that you are there for a reason. You deserve to be there and your opinion deserves to be heard as much as anyone else's. Totally. 100%. And I also think it goes like for me, I am constantly walking a very thin line between being confident and being just a straight up bitch. And it's not that I am am a bitch. Um, I feel like people who get to know me, you know, on a personal level at work, like mm-hmm. nobody would be like, wow, Sadie, she's such a bitch. But just like the people that I have a work relationship with, they know I'm very much like no BS, no drama. Like yeah. I just want to do the job and I want to do it super well. And I have no problem sharing my opinions and whatnot. So I feel like 90% of the time I'm like perceived as a bitch because that's like you were saying and it goes back to your quote from Sex in the City is mm-hmm. it's like a man's super confident and he's, you know, a genius, but a woman, she's super confident and she's, you know, just stepping out of line or mm-hmm. she's a huge bitch. So I think that is something to be conscious of. For me, I don't really care. And yeah. again, I think this is because I – Like, I love work and I love, like, my company is really great, but it's kind of like if I were to get fired because I was overconfident in my job, that would be fine because that wouldn't be a company I would want to work for. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good at my job, so just because I'm confident in it shouldn't ever get me fired. Yeah. Of course, it, like, can, like, affect your relationships and whatnot with people at work, but for me, I just try to make sure... You know, when should I make sure my opinion is heard versus when can I lay off just to like balance it out? Because if I was always like 100% this outspoken person, I don't think anybody would like me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I feel like any of that would be more so on them than on you. Like, it's not your job. See, this to, is what I think. Yeah, it's not your job to worry about yeah. how people perceive you. As long as, like, you're not being rude like an actual bitch (laughs) yeah exactly that's it and I feel like we can maybe talk about this and maybe everyone's experience is slightly different but in my experience I find like the men that I work with just can't like get to the point and Mm. they just can't like it's not like this is what we're gonna do this is when we're gonna do it and this is who's taking ownership they're more just like oh yeah sure that sounds good so when I come in and I'm like hey guys like let's do this at this time Mm -hmm. you know these people are needed in the meeting people are just like oh whoa 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 okay like calm down calm down and it's like again that's 
not me being a bitch, maybe yeah. a bit of a control freak, like, <laughs> because I definitely am a control freak as well, but it's just me wanting to get the job done. Yeah. And I find at my last company where I worked on a team of women and my mm-hmm. boss was a woman as well, that was just how we talked to each other, you yeah. know, is it was just like no BS all the time, which I think like in my mind I thought you know women would be so dramatic and like Mm -hmm. catty to work with but I had the opposite experience where all the women kind of talked the way I did and was like let's just get down to business and Mm -hmm. then we can you know have fun and be our like goofy funny selves once the job is done you know but when we're talking business like let's just say what we need to say Mm -hmm. I think that just makes you confident and assertive yeah, very assertive. <laughs> That's a good word. Just, yeah, yeah. Channel your inner Samantha Jones. She's the ultimate career yeah. woman, and because she's just like I'm rewatching Sex in the City, if you couldn't tell. But she's just yeah. always going in there and is like not bothered by anything. And I have another quote that she says, which is, "Let it go. If I worried what every bitch says about me, I'd never leave the house." Which <laughs> I think is also a good reminder. That it's not your job yeah. to worry about what people think about you. You've got to do your best for you. And if they have a problem, that's a reflection of themselves. Totally. 100%. I love all the Sex in the City quotes. I have one more to add to this. <laughs> this one comes from Carrie. And she was not using it in a work way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But... It related to me um, in the workplace, and I'll explain why in a second. But the quote is, man may have discovered fire, but women discovered how to play with it. I think that this just is exactly what we're saying is that Mm -hmm. we're aware of, you know, we need to be confident, but we're aware that it might make us sound like a bitch. So we need to like pick and choose our battles as Mm -hmm. to like when to be confident, when we can take a seat, like sit back and whatever else. And I think... So I recently started saying this to like anybody who will listen, but there's literally nobody in this world I respect more than like working women and like working moms specifically. Mm. Okay. And I feel like I'm kind of getting away from this quote now, but it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I just have so many thoughts running through my head. I don't (laughs) even know where to start, but it's just kind of like, especially like working women moms obviously run like the house and then they go to work and maybe they're like a senior leader at work and whatnot like Mm -hmm. so much respect for that and that's their superpower but I feel all women kind of have this superpower where we know we live in a man's world okay so Mm -hmm. this is the whole man may have discovered discovered fire part of this quote but we know And I don't want to say the word manipulation because that's obviously a bad word, but I feel that's what's going to come to mind for a lot of people (laughs) is that we just know how to work with it. We know Mm -hmm. that men are ego driven. So we know how we can kind of work with their ego. You know, we know when to pat them on the back Mm -hmm. to get what we want or need. We know the days we need to wear makeup because we have a super important meeting and we need to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. So you bet we're going to show up in our black blazers and our like makeup and like fit into this Mm -hmm. we know when to like work the system and how to play with the fire so I just love that so much and maybe Teg you I don't know if you're like that passionate about (laughs) (laughs) this and if you can relate to that but for that I was just like yes women have superpowers they know how to play with fire (laughs) yeah no I feel like you have to understand how to kind of play the game Like, there are certain things where it's like, if someone asks you to run a stupid errand that's not in your job title, assess the situation. And maybe in that time, you're like, you know what? The team needs this. I'm doing this for the team. Sure, I'll go grab it. But then there are also times where you're like, "Um, that is not my job. You can ask someone whose job it is to do that because I'm not going to do it for you. So I feel like you yeah you have to kind of play the game and know when's the time to kind of like stick up for yourself and when's the time to try and like wait it out like I'm very interested in how women use more exclamation points in their emails and I have kind of always been taught my whole life like you should not be using exclamation points or if you do you can use one per email but I'm like f that I'm going to use like an exclamation point at the end of every single sentence 
because men should be trying to become chipper like me. They should be adding more exclamation points because I'm not going to take mine away to try and sound more manly via email. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's my biggest struggle in work right now is knowing when to play the game, you know, when to play with fire, when to add all the exclamation points (laughs) that I want to add. And then when I need to just take a step back and be Mm -hmm. like, you know what? You know, we're just going to do things your way because if we don't, like, I'm not going to get to where I want to go anyway, you know? And it sucks, especially if you're, like, super conscious that you're doing something that isn't, like, right and you're doing something that's, like, sexist. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you're on, like, the receiving end of sexism. Like, it's tough to be like, I'm just going to go with it. Right. But I think that's what we're saying is sometimes you have to and sometimes – you're going to be like, nope, like not today. I'm not getting running that errand for you because it's not my job. Like just finding, yeah, when to work with the system, when to play with fire versus when not to. Yeah. Well, I think it's easier to say like, yeah, stick up for yourself. Don't let them walk all over you. But like at the same time, like it's your life and it's your job. And so, yeah, like, you know, if there's a time when it's not appropriate, say you're having a meeting with a client and a guy says something, you know, sexist, that's probably not the most appropriate time to be like, hey, you can't say that to me. Yeah. You know, like there yeah. are a time and a place, I think, to bring up these issues. And I think that there are micro ways that you can assert yourself more in the workplace, like speaking more at meetings and being more confident Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, trying to stop people from interrupting you. Or if someone interrupts you, say, excuse me, you just interrupted me. Yeah. Like little things like that. It doesn't have to be a huge grand gesture either. Yeah. And there's so many little moments like that in my day to day that I struggle with just because I'm obviously super obnoxious. (laughs) But it's just like I'm going back to this whole how men are so much more ego driven than women are. Mm -hmm. I find working with men so much, um, they need to be they need to feel needed and they need to feel important. They need to feel like special and superior, you know, like everything's their idea. And then they need to be like praised like to high heavens where like me, I'm like, I just want to keep my head down, do my job. I don't need the praise. But, mm-hmm. you know, some people that I work with are like, I just did the most basic thing and I need everybody in the world to know about it, you know? Yeah. So I think even the little battles I pick are when do I say to those coworkers like, wow, great job on that, you know, where it's right. like. I think it's just, you know, a part of their day to day. And I'm like, I don't really think you need a big pat on the back right now. But it's like little things like that, that I'm like, if I just give in and just do what they want me to do and just Mm -hmm. like play into their ego, it's just going to obviously create better relationships with my coworkers, Mm -hmm. but it's just going to like get me a little bit further in my career as well, you know? And Mm -hmm. again, it goes back to just not being a huge bitch all the time, (laughs) but For me, it's very consciously like I have to – it takes a lot for me to set my pride aside to be like I need to give you praise because your, you know, your ego can't handle it if I don't give you praise. Right. And then, you know, I have to like really talk myself into just like, okay, I'm just going to play your game and give you what you want even Mm -hmm. though I don't agree with it. (laughs) So I think that's like a smaller kind of way you can kind of see this too, you know? Yeah. For sure. Not just, yeah. I also, just me as a single woman, I just need to like say that this also, and I don't know, take maybe you in a relationship, not that I'm going to get you spilled tea or anything, but like <laughs> me as a single woman, these things also come through in dating too. Mm. And I would love to just like have a girl's chat and this can be like a whole different like dating episode. Mm-hmm. But all of these things, like the needing to feel needed or sorry, Men needing to feel needing to feel needed. Yeah, you guys know what I mean. And yeah. important and special and superior. Like I struggle with this with my coworkers. Right. Never mind like a boyfriend or like a guy that I'm seeing. Like if I don't want to text you every day or like ask you for help and you know, like 
because I am extremely independent, like, but then they get hurt because they don't feel needed. They don't feel important. They don't feel special. And it's like, uh, you know, (laughs) yeah. Why, why are men so ego driven and why does it translate outside of the workplace as well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little rant I needed to go on. For a <laughs> Sorry. Who That's knew? Oh, good. <laughs> People are like, this girl's just raging. And I swear to you guys, like, this is just like the topic work related stuff gets me fired up. I promise I'm not this obnoxious all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like when you're dealing with this stuff day to day it like drives you crazy because like probably for the men who are doing it if you brought it up they wouldn't even know what you're talking about but like (laughs) yeah yeah and that goes back to this whole like unconscious bias is that that's it exactly it's just like people don't even know that they're doing this you know what i mean like the men don't know that they're going out of their way to need or like make sure everybody knows of this big accomplishment they got when women don't do that. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. even occur to them. It just is so kind of like natural in the workplace for men to behave this way that doesn't even cross anybody's mind. Yeah. But when women do it, yeah, it's very frustrating when you're putting up to it or putting up with it in the day in, day out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The one thing on this whole like needing praise thing, sorry, I'm like stuck on this now, okay. but um, I also read and I think it was in that same article that I shared the facts earlier. It was saying how even like managers and whatnot are more inclined that when a male worker does something, in, again, even if it's not like something like, you know, super amazing out of this world, like, wow, this has to be shared just managers in general are more likely to like share the news if a male worker does it versus like a female worker Mm. does it and they were also saying that if a female seeked praise and like you know made their accomplishments known the same way men do it would be perceived so badly because women are supposed to be small not take up space and be humble in the workplace and I was like that's just so interesting because again it's going back to this like unconscious bias of just like Probably men don't even realize like, oh, you know, so-and-so did this. So I'm going to tell everybody versus Sadie did this. And like, mm-hmm. that's great. That's what she was supposed to do. So yeah, yeah I don't know. So interesting. Yeah. There's so many ways sure. all these things play together. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because things are changing rapidly. But then at the same time, it's like it feels yeah. like things aren't. Or there are just standards that are, like, ingrained in society that are definitely unchanged. I think that's it, Tig. And I think, too, it's just kind of, like, as obviously as more, like, women enter the workplace, I feel like that's why we feel like change is happening, you know, because, like, women are still getting jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. like when I was looking for jobs, I never felt like I wasn't being hired because I wasn't a woman. And, like... I don't know, you know, there could be like other things contributing to that, I guess. But it's now that like you're saying that I'm in it like day to day and I'm trying to move up. That's where I'm seeing more of this come out. Mm -hmm. So I think it does just take a long time. I feel like women are trying to impact change from the bottom up where Mm -hmm. oftentimes change comes from the top down. You know what I mean? But right now it's just hard for women to get there to impact change at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why as much as things feel like they're moving fast, you reach a certain point in your career or once you've been working in the workplace for a while, you're like, they actually aren't changing that fast. And mm-hmm. like, that could be why. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, like I think about how different the world is, like even in Sex and the City, which is, you know, 25 years old or something yeah Yeah. um and yet there are parts of it that still feel very relevant and modern yeah and then there's stuff like that I go through that I'm like I feel like I'm in the olden days like I remember reading as a woman you shouldn't wear an engagement ring or a wedding ring to your job interview because they will assume that you they will hire you just so that you'll get maternity leave, have a bunch of babies and leave. 
Oh my gosh. Whereas like if a man wears a wedding ring to a job interview, I feel like he's perceived as like grown up and you know, yeah, has his life together. Yeah. yeah, he's mature, he's got this. Exactly. So it's just like every once in a while it's an interesting reminder of like, no, you are still because I think for both of us, we don't perceive ourselves that differently from men in the workplace. But then it's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the people around us view us differently. And I forgot exactly. that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, it's super unfortunate that it takes, like, often a bad experience for you to have to point it out or for yeah. you to be like, oh, maybe it's because I'm a woman that this happened. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like that's when I get really hung up on it. And, like, have a really hard time letting it go is because I'm, like, there's literally no other reason this happened to me that I can think of except for that I'm a woman. And, yeah, there's some sort of gender bias here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so crazy. And to tag one other thing that I wanted to, like, quickly touch on. Hopefully I don't go into, like, another rant. <laughs> People are, like, oh, God, here she goes again. But as more women kind of enter the workplace, I do find – like you're saying, things are changing somewhat fast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't feel like fast enough, but I think where they really are changing, and I don't know if this is just like in retail, like what kinds of industries, if all industries feel this, but I feel like companies are shifting to be a little bit more like values-based and like mm-hmm. focused on corporate culture and, you know, people like enjoying their job and, you know, having emotions at work besides just working around the clock. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I was trying to find like some research to back this up and I didn't get too, too far in that research, but I will definitely be continuing after this. <laughs> it's just like, is it because there's more women in the workplace that are kind of demanding these sorts of changes or like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And I work in marketing and I find even from a brand to consumer perspective, consumers are wanting to see emotion in ads and, you know, Mm -hmm. in TV spots. They want to see companies' values, how they're giving back to communities and stuff. And Mm -hmm. this is all like, you know, beyond just like, I'm a man, I show up, do my job, get paid, that's it. Like, this is like, we want like emotion here. We want Mm -hmm. like human connection. And I feel that's what women bring to the Mm -hmm. workplace and bring to a brand. So, it's interesting to see that like change as well as more women enter the workplace. And I'm optimistic that as women continue to like, or I guess even as like these sorts of like consumer expectations change and Mm -hmm. as more women do enter the workplace and especially after COVID with so many women having to, you know, be the one to leave their job to care for their families and whatnot. It'll be interesting to see if this just continues to evolve and if that helps us move forward more quickly. Right. Yeah. You made me kind of think of a good point I wanted to bring up about how it's not just men who are putting down women in the workplace. Like some of the most toxic people that I've worked under have been women or people that have undermined me and said inappropriate things have been women, whether that comes from a place of like resentment or something, I don't know. But so I feel like as like, if you listening to this podcast, you have women who are working under you. I feel like it's also your responsibility to try and help them and support them to you know go up in your company as well because like I said I've dealt with people who were women who clearly did not want other women to succeed and so it's kind of our responsibility to help each other rise up yes I love that so much and I think that's that's it is like regardless of your gender there's enough room for all of us to succeed you know there's enough money in the world for all of us to you know make shit tons of money and like Mm -hmm. you know get to where we want to go so that's it we need to help each other and lift each other up for sure it's not a threatening thing it's not like I guess in some cases it turns like competitive if you're like going after the same like job posting or something but like for the most part 
if one person wins, especially if you work for the same company, like you all kind of win. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Totally. I was thinking another Sex in the City reference. So this is so interesting because like you said, Sex in the City is from the 90s, mm-hmm. but I'm watching Younger right now, which is Darren Star as well, same creator. And that's obviously like 2020, yeah. like timing. And the same theme has occurred in both of these shows, even though they're like decades apart. Mm-hmm. And this is again going back to relationships and whatnot. But if you're a Sex in the City fan, you know, like when Carrie was dating Berger mm-hmm. and basically Berger was like unable to date her because they were both writers and Carrie was more successful than he was. So mm-hmm. he just couldn't do it. So he broke up with her on a post it note. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> iconic but then in younger spoiler alert i don't know if this is i think at the very beginning of season seven but hillary duff's character oh my gosh i love hillary duff so much um she's been like dating this guy on and off um and both of them are trying to go for publisher of the company and eventually the guy decides you know what we can't date we can't be together because she's basically more successful than him right and because he just basically feels threatened by her. And it's just like, like you were saying, these shows are like take time, take place at different times, but like these themes still like continue to exist. And I definitely, yeah, still think they're relevant. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But hopefully, I feel we're chipping away at these things slowly but surely. So yeah, I feel like every woman change. who stands up for herself and is confident and comes to the table with good ideas like just makes it better and better and better yes i love it so everyone's doing their part yeah exactly my pet peeve is when women present an idea and then end it with i don't know but does that make sense yeah it's like every idea we're trained to present it like the man has to say, oh, yeah, it does. And then yeah, he gets, like, the credit for giving the approval of it. Yeah. My favorite is when you, like you said, you explain your idea. And I feel it's also just out of habit. And, again, it's not because I'm a woman or anything. It's just, mm-hmm. like, out of habit where it's, like, does that make sense? Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I say you know a lot. But then my favorite is when a coworker would rephrase everything I just said and then act like it's their idea you know what I mean it's just like okay so it does make sense because that's literally what I said like yeah (laughs) you know it's just so so funny and it's just like moments like that where I just sit like at my desk and I'm like like do people just think I'm dumb like I just don't get it like do people not realize that I'm like catching on to what they're doing are they even aware of what they're doing like it's just so beyond me like yeah I when I work with other women and men like just basically re-say their idea I notice it and I'm like this guy's such a loser why is he doing that but I'm interested (laughs) if men are aware if they're just like oh yeah true right yeah, yeah it's interesting yeah hmm. oh man so funny all right well I think we've ranted at least I'm like winded <laughs> here I'm sweating I'm like hey I've, I'm done here yeah <laughs> but I think it is important tag I think you've done a great job like you know reinforcing this throughout this episode is it's like it's not that every woman is like deserving of a c-suite title you know it's not that every man is lazy and not ambitious and doesn't work hard like Mm -hmm. that is not what we're trying to get at here we're just saying that as a working woman you know there's might be times there likely will be times where you just need to be aware of how you're being treated or Mm -hmm. what you can do differently as a woman in the workplace and like be aware of these unconscious gender biases and how you can work with them or Mm -hmm. how you can do your part in you know helping change them so that's all we're trying to say here yeah I feel like especially me I was just like ripping on men the whole time that is not (laughs) not the case (laughs) but I think that is a great place to leave it 
So thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday, so make sure you are subscribed and you followed us so that when we put out a new episode, you see it right away. And you can find us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Spotify, TikTok, at our golden 20s we have a patreon page which is a great way to support the podcast and we put out episodes early there and thanks for listening see you next tuesday 